My school was on the white, where white people lived, leaving my home on the black side of town. Just people coming out of their, like, out of their windows, just like, what the fuck are you doing? And then going on the other side of town and literally having the same thing. Like, people just screaming out of their car, just like, what, what do you do? Like, what the fuck? Everybody being unified in their dislike against what I was doing solidified to me that, like, it didn't matter. So I might as well just do what I'm going to do. Blacks and whites, yeah, they didn't. They both didn't want fucks with you for the same reason. It's, yeah. it's almost you temporarily cured racism. Yeah, like they were nature. unified together. <laughs> yeah, literally, like they just they all wanted me to fuck off. But first, a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, all you lovebirds, all you snuggle monsters? What's up, dick demons and whoremongers? This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Real hodgepodge of those up front. I, I, I did not exactly plan it out. Hi, everybody. Welcome to my show. Coming at you every Wednesday for the last nine years of sex-positive conversations on occasion, we've been accused of being a comedy podcast. That's pretty cool. I am a comedian, but I do think I have a superpower where I bring on really funny people and I make them unfunny. I do this terrible thing where I ask them how something makes them feel. <laughs> and uh, I, think I, I think I do that again this week with a fun and sexy guest, Vanille. She was a contestant on the most recent season of Out TV's Hot House and is a porn creator out here in New York City. This, this is a fun conversation about being queer in the South, the Tumblr days, and uh, Vanille's big old dick. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in, in a little bit, everybody. Uh, but first, August 3rd through August 6th, do you have the dates in your cows, people? Do you have a man named Cal keeping track of it for you? Or maybe just a post-it note on your laptop screen. Yes, ManHorcon. It's coming up. It's coming up fast. Our annual Whorehead meetup in New York City is fast approaching, and weekend passes are now on sale. If you're hearing this right now during the month of May, you can get a discounted ticket if you click the link in the show notes. If you click a link that I emailed to you or that I post on social media, that's going to be a little more expensive. But if you click the link on these here show notes, you're going to get a discounted weekend pass to Man Whore Con. I'll soon be telling you more about what we're doing that weekend, but it's a lot of fun activities with like-minded listeners. And I hope to meet you and see you there. More immediately, the Naked Comedy Show is at Hacienda this Saturday. We have 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock shows, completely different lineups of comedians on each show. So if you want to get tickets to both, hey, come, hang, stay around, take your clothes off, because it's clothing optional for the first two rows. Link to that also in the show notes. You'll also see uh, some of my other stand-up comedy dates the rest of them, you know, involve pants. Be sure to check that out if you want to see me tell some jokes this week in Staten Island in Brooklyn. Going to keep the intro a little tight this week. Going to keep it a little bit on the briefer side. I feel like I've had several weeks in a row of like vulnerable oversharing and frustrated, passionate rants. And, you know, I'm going to take a little breather here. 
Oh, wait, no, I can talk about this. Hold on. So there's a party at Hacienda towards the end of June. This is good. Okay, so towards the end of June, there's going to be a party at Hacienda, and it's called Fantasy Fest. And uh, a, a new friend of mine, she is running Fantasy Fest. And the, the premise of the party is people can apply, send in an application for a scene where they are like the slutty center of attention star. And, and this woman, she's going to, you know, accept some of the applications for these scenes. And those scenes will be the scenes at the party. And the only requirement for these scenes is it has to involve group sex. If you have a fantasy and it involves multiple people and you don't have people, you send in your application with your fantasy. And if it's approved, she's going to make it happen at this party. And she told me, she's like, I, I, we were just texting like, 20 minutes ago and she's talking about how she would like to have some more scenes some more applicants with male center stars where a man is the center of attention and obviously i'm just like gosh i would love to be one of those and she's like maybe it's you and i'm like i mean yeah i just what do i do what what would my application be what do i propose as a scene I'm a dude has like who has like almost professionally come up with crazy insane slutty scenes and yet my scenes, at least the group scenes, typically do not involve me being the center of pleasure. Either it's something where it's mutually pleasurable and it's something with like usually one or two other people, or it's like a group scene and it's for the pleasure of somebody else. Usually it's a woman who wants like a gangbang or like my friend Roxanne who wanted a bunch of dudes to eat her pussy which we turned into a podcast episode, The Oral Sex Auditions. Go check it out, episode 180. And I'm just trying to sit here like I would love to be the center of attention of multiple women. You know, I've, I've, been, I've been in threesomes where I've gotten like my fair share of, uh, of being in the center and I've been in group scenes where I've gotten plenty of it. It's just I've never had something where I am purely the receiver and I get to get the pleasure. I've been so into pleasing and giving. And part of it, I mean, it is for the love of the game, but there's definitely an element of it where I don't want to be seen as a selfish lover. You know, I can't imagine how many applications this woman is getting that's like a cis dude saying, yeah, I'd like to uh, get a blowjob from five ladies, please. Thank you very much. That's my fantasy. Please make it happen. I would be terrified to just ask for that because like what an eye roll that would receive. And, and I told, I was texting my friend. I said, I just, I don't even know what fancy I could come up with that would feel, I'd feel comfortable asking for, for you to make happen. I don't know how to say that I want to be at the center of attention of multiple women. And she said, then I think you would say that you want to be the center of attention of multiple women. And I'm just like, BRB, I got to go like look under my bed and find the audacity. I think there's also a little bit of a worry of like, oh gosh, but what if like, what if the women she gets for it don't actually want to do the thing that I'm proposing or what if they're all just appeasing me? And then it's like, yeah, what if they are all appeasing me? What's so bad about that? If people, maybe there are people (laughs) who are women who like me, enjoy either a mutually beneficial or a very giving sexual scenario. And maybe I could just like let myself get that. 
ever since the breakup with Wallet No Lady, I think I've been having like a particularly harder time receiving pleasure and just receiving pleasure. Like to just get a blowjob, I got to feel real comfortable with you. I've got like one or two people where I feel like I can just really let that happen. Or if it's a stranger on the internet and we have prearranged and pre-negotiated, I'm super sure and super comfortable that she really just wants to suck a cock and that that cock is my cock. I don't have to do anything else but not be scary to deserve that. Outside of that, it's always like, yeah, but can I, like, I touch her clit right now or maybe I should go down or should I go down her more? Has she, has she gotten off though? I, I, she should definitely get off before like I blow a load or... Ever since my breakup, there's been like a lot of that. It's been really difficult to just receive. And I'm sure there's absolutely nothing to psychoanalyze there with my therapist. Maybe I'm terrified to receive because uh, I don't know. I didn't really plan out this monologue here, but maybe by constantly giving, I'm proving myself and proving a worthiness to be in a bed with that person or by purely giving, I can't possibly be accused of being selfish because, well, I'm I'm either giving and receiving pleasure or just giving pleasure. Or, or maybe there's something about just like being so madly in love with somebody who so deeply loved you and, and you never questioned once if she just wanted to swallow your cum. I never questioned that once with her. And now I got to be able to trust that this woman is going to find four to 10 other women who want, who are down to do a scene I come up with that is about me. Yes. I know the scene could be me giving and pleasing and all that stuff, but come on. I I'm already, that's the thing. I feel like that's, I feel like that would be easy. I feel like that would be a cop out for me. Me being courageous would be saying, I want five women having their hands and mouths all over me at once. And with a little bit of specificity and tonal language that gives like a proper visualization of what that would look like. Yeah, maybe my application would be accepted, but that's still scary to ask for. A reverse gangbang, if I could even handle it physically. I don't know. I think I've talked myself out of uh, uh, out of receiving or deserving of... Uh, receiving pleasure that like yeah it's been difficult sometimes just being hard enough to get a blowjob from someone i'm not 100 percent comfortable doesn't hate me yet and if i'm not hard like right away then it's like you know what let me just let me eat your twat because that's easier that's simpler and uh every, everyone can be happy with that i'm gonna try to come up with a good application though i think i have till like the end of the month was it the 16th no i have till like next week We'll see if I come up with something good. And if not, you know, I'm still going to go to the party because, hey, if I can lend my mouth or fingers or cock to someone else's fancy, like, you know, apparently there will be some like gangbangs at this thing. I, you know, I'd love to be of some help. But oddly enough, it might actually be a step in the right direction for me to. Uh, to be so <laughs> to be so audaciously selfish. We'll see. Um, you know, the way I'd rather be more selfish these days is financially. And that's why I want to remind you that, you know, for seven cents a day, you can feed a hungry podcaster in Brooklyn. Did you know this? Patreon is a membership platform and is the best way and has been the 
best way for a long time to support me and the work I do here at the Man Whore Podcast. So if you're not new to the show, if you like what I do, if you show up once or twice a month to see what we're talking about on here, you know, consider doing your part and throwing a couple dollars down. And if you're showing up every week, maybe maybe sprinkle a little bit more. I've got three main tiers, the two, five, and $10 tiers, a slew of great rewards, bonus content, extra episodes, behind the scene posts, and special privileges in the champagne room, our discord server. And one of those little, one of those little perks, probably the babies of the perks, but one of the perks is you get a shout out on the show, which is right now the fan whore appreciation moment. Okay. Madison. I want to say thank you for giving yourself to the show in more ways than I'm allowed to say under that name. You know what you've done, and I thank you for it. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for fucking me in the bathroom on the Lower East Side. It was a good time. Uh, And you, too, can become a member and not necessarily bang me in a dive bar bathroom. But everything else you can definitely do. (laughs) You can support the podcast, again, for as little as $2 per month. No pledges too small. No pledges too late. Become a member today at patreon.com slash podcast, Or download the Patreon app and find me on there. You like how I'm I'm able to try to... See, I like to ask for reasonable realistic things like asking you to give me $2 as opposed to me asking for like a reverse gangbang from someone who says, I would love to make a reverse gangbang happen for you. And I swear to God, if I can get, if I can ask for and receive a reverse gangbang from this lady at this play party, but I can't get $2 from you precisely. I, that's a, that's an interesting world. This week's guest is Vanille. Uh, she was a contestant on season two of Hot House. It's a reality TV show on outtv.com. She is also an adult performer. Uh, I had a lot of fun talking with Vanille. Let's go chat. I felt like I had to play it up a little bit. Okay. I felt like if I, because I'm a pretty melatone kind of just like, stoner wear a beanie with a giant hoodie all the time kind of girl really like yeah like i just i really (laughs) not at this moment i have the tightest jeans possible (laughs) on but i felt like um there's cameras there's people that are going to be watching so i need to be at least a little bit more dare i say girly dare i say uh giggly just Mm. like make sure that like i'm treating this camera as like some guy that i want to pay for my drink just yeah. like laughing at all those jokes, <laughs> you know, just like having a great time hanging out. And by like the fourth or fifth day, that kind of fell off. And I just realized I could just kind of hang out and just kind of do what I wanted to do and smoke weed and it'll still be fine. But in the beginning, I really kind of had it in my head that I had to like, you know, be me, but better. If you that but makes better. Sense. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, no, it makes sense. It's just interesting. You choose the word better and not like, more exaggerative or more mm-hmm. femme or more girly or more giggly, you go in with better as if your you know, normal state isn't good enough. It's more like my normal state is like... I think it's so heavy like two minutes in. But. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I, I, I feel like my normal state is... Oh, God, I, I don't want to say mundane. I want to say melatonin. I want to say just a little... Um, 
But why don't you think being chill is interesting or great? Because on TV, it's like there's so much going on. There's so much happening. If you're kind of just the one thing standing still, it's more of like a stain, I feel. And I'm a TV watcher. I'm like a reality TV watcher. And like, I know what it means for someone to play up themselves. Mm. And if that could actually like hurt them or help them when it comes to TV. And it usually more than not helps them because if, if you're just in your head, people can see that. Mm. But if you're trying to be happy and you're trying to like find the joy and just getting eliminated, then people can relate to that as well. Probably more so Mm. than just the crying if i if i'm being honest <laughs> did you have to play that up in like uh like the audition interview stuff too or were you were you yourself in chill stoner do you think um in the interview oh god i think i was a little bitchy in the interview I, that's probably yeah that's probably what they were like oh let's get that let's, bitch get, this, on. let's get this fucking bitch on yeah, yeah and i i felt like that's <laughs> and i felt that's why they um that's what they would do if they saw i was a bitch so i was a little bit more bitchy in the interview i was like um I'm like the best at everything and I can probably win this in like in my sleep. And so I just, <laughs> but like, that's not me. And if I'm being honest, I just wanted to be on TV. So that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, well, it's a good time to say right now I'm here with porn star Vanille, mm. one of the members of season two of Hot House on Out TV. Ooh. Am I saying, I know I'm very straight, but like, how, how do I, is it, is it Hot House? Is it Hot House? House? Is it, I don't, Everyone that I've met, including production, has said house. House, okay. So I'm, I don't know why they spelled it like that, but I'm pretty sure it's just house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, do you want to tell people what Hot House is? Well, Hot House is a sex work competition show. It's sort of like, um, almost like the challenger, a little bit like the survivor, mm. but, um, with sex workers and, uh, not so challenging challenges <laughs> it's really just like a fun time it's like queer summer camp but for sex workers um interesting it's a good time it's a really fun time it's a really fun show i didn't even realize it was sex work related i thought mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like kind of like queer it was getting like queer icon a queer sex symbol i didn't realize it was like like were y'all shooting content together in the house no i think a lot of us had the like thought to but really exhausted it was really long days like shoot days for the show so yeah. there was no time we all living in it but you were living in a house together yeah, we we're living in the same house together so not like during the downtown you never want to be like oh. no i couldn't even masturbate like i didn't <laughs> like i notably went a week with no nut <laughs> how hard did they work you poor too people much, too much that it- you were like i can't even jerk it to relax but also i'm in a house with a bunch of people so like where am I going to go to jerk it? You're in a house with a bunch of porn creators, like anywhere, I would imagine. <laughs> a bunch of porn creators that are on set for like a competition show. So there's like garments and wigs everywhere. I'm going to like. I would just be like, I'll aim. Th- I would just walk by and be like, just please aim away from my wig. Thank you. Oh it's very God. expensive. <laughs> but several people, I guess I was the only one. Several people said that they got several nuts in. But no, we didn't get to film anything. I wish we filmed some dirty, gross content there. That oh. would have been really nice. Who would you have wanted to film with the most? Ooh, Austin. Do you I, know Austin Spears? Who, who? Tell me about Austin Spears. Austin Spears is this hot, very hot little trans boy, little blonde, fiery, very, very just like, not, I wouldn't say pig bottom, but like um, uh, eager bottom. I can already tell there's going to be so much vocabulary lessons here. <laughs> You say pig bottom? Mm-hmm. What's, a pig um, bottom? what's a pig bottom? So a pig bottom is like 
is pretty much a guy that becomes a pig for a dick. Okay. So he'll eat it up, gobble it up, pretty much like a pig. No questions asked. Um, we'll do anything you want. Why is that a pig thing? Because, you know, like the eating. the Okay. You know, like that, that really eager eating. Okay. <laughs> is what a pig, a pig bottom. bottom would kind of sound like. Is, a, is there such thing as a pig top or are there only pig bottoms? No, no, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> I feel like I'm, we're gonna go through the entire farmhouse. There's gotta, yeah, you've gotta. I guess you've gotta be in eating to. I'm aware be a of a lot bottom. of the the body type animals. Uh, yeah, those apparently are those. my goal weight is otter. Okay, yeah. <laughs> are you? Are you? I see the beard, but how? I mean, how I have hairy like, I have like are you? chest hair. Okay, like, I mean, I'm not like I'm not like those dudes where it's like from neck to waist. It's it's all hair. It's Wolverine. Just, I don't know. I'm. Uh, I, I'm. I don't. I don't feel comfortable being a bear. Okay. I know, I know bears are in. I know people love bears. And yet, like, my body dysphoria would struggle. He's like, no, like I'm working on, the, I'm, I'm trying to settle into, like, beefy. I'm trying to be comfortable with, like, I'm beefy. How's, I was like, I could, okay, I guess that can be, uh, I'm not quite dad bod. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> I like beefy too, though. Beefy is a good one to, to, to call someone. Yeah. It looks I like I, like, totally worked out a lot six months ago. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the body type is just found out my cholesterol's high. That's, I think, beefy. Uh- <laughs> no, but can I say something? I don't like muscly guys. And I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form because there's probably no muscly guys listening to this. Uh, what? I- <laughs> oh, I'm against me. I <laughs> do not like muscly guys. If I can, like, really see the veins coming in and out of your biceps, mm. it starts to scare me. Okay, but like how muscly is muscly? Like I look like like I could lift your air conditioner. Correct. But what's muscly? Like like lean muscle? Like um like just, can't pinch anything? Yeah, like the shirts are just like there's no matter what kind of shirt they well actually a lot of those guys wear the small shirts. So but like it, it's just like they're bulging, you know? Mm-hmm. Those big, bulgy guys. Johnny Rocket? What was his name? That blonde guy. Oh, oh, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo, the yeah. Sort character. of like a Johnny Bravo type. I don't like that. Because mm-hmm. they usually have no ass. If you, I mean, I, you probably don't, haven't noticed. But I have certainly noticed. Guys that got it up top, never have it on the bottom. <laughs> okay, and you and you like them to have some donk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've got a donk. You've got I have ass. Donk I've always been very comfortable and confident about. You've got donk, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not uh, going to say that I've looked. I'm not going to say that. That's okay. The Look, gray sweatpants have been peaked, but looking, looking, looking around is welcome in this house. <laughs> <laughs> looking is free, they say. Uh, looking is free, and then uh, you subscribe to the fans and still try to get me a sense of for free. Wow, aren't men annoying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> women too though <laughs> don't forget about the women yeah but Equality. the women who want free stuff on OnlyFans, i, I think that's a whole different their issue is that they're just not you they're not accustomed to it that's true i think they would way more pay you than me because they think well because it's still the women should be paid and i shouldn't have to pay unless it's to a woman mm. and me i like i've got some chicks on OnlyFans. i have to be real fucking smooth about when I send a locked thing as a hint of, hi, this needs to start being a paid conversation. Right. Like, okay. Where's my money? Yes. Like, this is nice. I will talk to you. My, my policy is if one of us starts getting aroused, like, I should start getting tipped. 
that's, that's usually- true though and you should kind of start it before that like i mean that's just my general policy and i like i tease it in places and i say it's in stuff but yeah you know i have a, I have a free page i'll like i'll chat with people and whatever just so long as it's clean conversation mm-hmm. how was your day yeah all yeah. oh, that bitch at the office oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so women would tell me that even in college, they didn't like the muscly guys because they were mm-hmm. like, they're so rigid and firm. They're not fun to cuddle with. Not at all. And I used to always think they were just saying that to appease me. I'm telling you, there's nothing really all that appetizing about someone super rock hard. Mm-hmm. It's like, it feels like you're actually touching a wall. And like, yeah, I guess they're like kind of hot, all oiled up. But like, so is everybody. <laughs> sure. Okay, so you're like, they're hot to look at, but... Yeah. And and a, and a novelty time, but right. But like, so it's like you oil anybody up. It's like ten inch dick. It's like it, it's nice to look at. Yeah, and it's fun to fuck once in a while, but you yeah. can't do that every day. Every God, <laughs> I was getting ready to ask what's the biggest you've taken, but <laughs> the biggest I've taken is like I'm almost certain he was thirteen. I'm almost certain, and That's I say like, almost because like he sent the picture of the ruler before we fucked. So, like, you know, you know, guys be lying about well, is that. He, also, is he, like, measuring correctly? Because I've seen people yeah. send a ruler thing, but they're, like, starting on the gooch. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not yeah. doing the undersides. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's not how you do it. Yeah. But needless to say, it was still impressive enough to where I still fucked him. And it was still, like, when I got, like, it was, like, I don't know what. It, it was huge. Humongous. So, but I would never do that again. Yeah. I would never ever. I, I've been told I have boyfriend dick, where it's like this oh, is nice. It's it's can do this every day. It's not so small. You want for more? It's like a just. I am the a Goldilocks size. I'm Goldicock. I am just that's brilliant. But but Goldicock also always could just be seven. Like this. Here's what when I've had women try to break this down for me, they go like, you know, five is average and it's fine. Six is just right and the seven's better. And then <laughs> and then eight is like, wow, this is great and. And then they go like it's just unusable after that. Yeah, after that you start to it starts to become something else. Someone tells me they like six. I'm like, yeah, but you know you'd also prefer seven. <laughs> I prefer <But> seven. <laughs> I guess I'd prefer seven if I'm being honest. Sure. Well, I mean, I was doing some research walking over here with my pizza, and you, <laughs> you're you could hang clothesline. We could we could hang. Oh, with my penis? Here. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my god, I have no clue what my penis size is. You don't? No, I've never measured. Stop it. I've never measured mainly no. because guys keep asking me to and i i i kind of love just like not being able to tell them because if i knew i would tell them you know but no, like, you could do what most porn people do to people you're milking money out of is lie <laughs> you wait could, what life like what 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 what, what you size could, would i say you could know, no no you could know your size and then be like oh my god sorry i don't know true 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 <laughs> But I like the mystery. Okay. You never got curious. I, I first measured in like high school because. Well, I measured in middle school, but I didn't feel fair. Well, I don't, think I don't, I don't know when that dropped. Yeah. I don't, I don't personally think it was finished, okay. but, <laughs> but, and like, I, it seemed, yeah, it seems bigger than then. Uh-huh. But yeah, I've never, never actually curious. taken a ruler to it. So is it just out of like no curiosity or is it like, did you have a relationship with your penis when you were younger where you kind of didn't want to no. interact or know about Well, when it I was or? younger, I didn't think it was anything special. I okay. thought it just looked like everybody else's and I didn't really think about it too much until I, you know, got into my 20, my 1920s and I started posting it. Honestly, that's when people were like, wow, that's kind of big. And I'm like, is it, is it big though? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of just like a penis, but like. Did you not hook up with other penis people? I did, but like 
you know, I lived in rural, the rural South. So I just thought that I wasn't, you know, matching up correctly. Matching up correctly is in like all what you thought was you did you think it was supposed to be smaller? <laughs> I thought theirs was supposed to be bigger, I guess. Okay. You know. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? But I just thought Yeah, it's just a dick. So you didn't know you had a big dick until you started posting it on online. Yeah. Pretty much. And you were originally you started posting adult content like on Tumblr, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Tumblr. Uh what why why were you doing that? Just for fun, really. Just to like cuz I I I liked being nude and I liked the, what do you call it? Voyeurism of it. The exhibitionism? Mm-hmm. As in there's Correct. a voyeur in your, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so I just started doing that. And then I realized that I could actually make money off of it. That's when I, it really started to blow up. But like when I just was like taking pictures in my room and posting them for free, mm. just hanging out, no one told me that I had a big dick. No one told me that it was humongous until I started whipping it out on camera yeah once you started like smacking the floor with it by yeah. accident <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> what was the first time like when you exchanged money for nudes on tumblr mm. it was um pretty basic they sent over uh like 20 bucks over cash app no 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 this, you're skipping a lot of stuff so. ah, am i okay <laughs> how, do you, how do you get your your posting nudes on your your thirst trappy mm-hmm. tumblr and what's that first interaction where someone goes like Oof. Okay. So I, oof. Okay. So I would take about 20 pictures. Okay. And then I'd post about two of those pictures and say, this is from a 20 pick, like folder or something of that sort. Mm-hmm. Or a 20 pick sort of, uh, the word is folder. I don't set. know why I need to know. Yeah. Set. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Uh, a 20 pick set and 20 bucks if you want to buy it. And that was really it. Because that's what everybody else was doing. A lot of people call themselves Tumblr girls. Mm-hmm. What was being a Tumblr girl? What was being a Tumblr girl for you? Mm. Being a Tumblr girl for me was basically... God, I, I really would just like post a picture and say, if you want this set, come get it, 20 bucks. Mm. And, you know, message me. And that would really be... That would really be it. Before that, <laughs> before that, I had about four Tumblr blogs. Because um, I had it since I was... Um, a very small child. I had a goth blog, okay. a summer blog, um, a depression blog, and a porn blog. Okay. And that porn blog was mostly just like gifts and videos and stuff like what you're saying, um, just attributing to the tag. And then, and I, that's not where I got the idea to do just me, but I already had the blog, so I felt like why not just start posting myself on it? Mm. If it's already just there and the people are already primed for porn, why not just post on there? And it seemed to work. Like people seemed to be able to grasp buying this stuff instead of just ingesting it, which what, I was pretty surprised about. What did it feel like the first time you got that tw- first 20 bucks? It felt good. Yeah. It felt really good. I was working at like a retail job at that time, like seven ninety an hour. And getting 20 bucks for some pictures that I took in my room was like kind of insane. And and how did it how did it feel? You, I mean, you've never done this before. Someone now has your nudes. Oh, that part felt great. That, that part great. felt, I mean, I get horny off of that. Like the thought of people jacking off to me is like enough to get me through the day. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am total perv. Like that's that's my fuel in life is to have other pervs be pervs with me. 
What yeah. was your, and what was your like sex and dating life like in the real world though? Oof, because we're talking like kind of college age, early twenties, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't fucking suck a lot. Um, I try to like have like a partner and then like a non-monogamy sort of just like escapades at times. Mm. Um, but I don't really. God, I wasn't really dating all that much at the time. So Tumblr was kind of the, your lone sexual outlet. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. At this time, I was in rural, the rural South, so I genuinely didn't have many options when it came to sex yeah. and dating. Dating especially, but sex too. I just really didn't have that many options. It was much more exciting finding people online that were also horny like me than it was trying to find anybody that I was relatively interested in in the rural south it you didn't just, have like a grinder or anything down there or? i did but it wasn't again these people were not was hot it like people. 100 miles away yeah exactly and i hate driving i hate driving more than anything in this world right yeah so i and you get there and then like the sex isn't even like good and i gotta go to, i gotta go two hours back thank you i guess <laughs> this was great i guess but no i i i much prefer having sex in my house if i can um, and if I can't do that, I much prefer just jacking off on camera if I can. <laughs> what was it? What was it like being like a trans woman down in rural South who wants to date and fuck or whatever, but can't and has to resort to jacking off on Tumblr? Gosh, I mean, it was fine. Was it? I look at your face when you say fine. Fine. <laughs> I enjoy it. At least I enjoy jacking off. I can find some uh, fun in it. And I don't just jack off when I masturbate sometimes. You know, like I have toys and Mm. dodos and a giant, giant drawer of toys. So I'm not really alone when I'm jacking it. And I wasn't really alone when I was jacking it. But I was. And I guess I got through it. But it was pretty lonely at the time. Yeah, no, it sounds like that could be, like, lonely. Like, also, like, one just identity-wise, like, I don't know if you had friends who were like you, like, in the area, but then also just, you're not you're not really able to date. There's no one on Grindr near you, and you're kind of stuck to whatever's online. Yeah. Which I'm sure a lot of people, that's kind of the relationship that I have with a lot of my clients, a lot of the people that I talk to online, my fans, because they're in these small towns, and all they have is the internet, and... <laughs> no one to fuck for miles so the two of us jacking off is like some sort of symbiotic relationship i don't know we feed off of each other but it's good though it works when we need it to when you need it to yeah when we're, when we're horny and want to jack off i mean like when were you first able to like what was your first hookup like down south my first you mean my first one yeah in general like when I yeah, lost like, my virginity. I mean, like in real life. I mean, it doesn't even have to be how I don't even know like what you consider what losing virginity. Like, what does that even mean anymore? You know, right? What, you know, you don't need a Harley, right? Yes. She's like porn, like legend. Like she's been doing it like 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. She's uh like this older blonde lady. And she she likes to call it instead making your sexual debut. Ah. Which I so much more like. Yeah. And it also becomes this more like kind of inclusive language of a, it's not like this one very specific sex act but rather like when did you start like being a sexual being with other people yeah so i guess like when did you make your sexual debut my sexual debut was with i suppose you can call him my high school sweetheart 
he's a cop now. So there's that. Um, <laughs> rural South, I'm telling you. Um, he's a cop now. and But he wasn't at the time. We were both uh, young and in love. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say well, about now, that. Now she just got real shiny. I don't know what else to say about that. Now, just all I want, now all I want to know is about this relationship. Oh, oh, oh. Had you had you already like uh, outwardly transitioned at that point? I want to say slightly. I guess that's a weird way to 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 put it, but it's hard to really put like a timeline on transness because like I'm just I trying to get context of how he was probably like like what kind of relationship he viewed himself as right, at the time. right. Yeah. Uh, so at the time, I wasn't saying the words trans because I hadn't really found the words yet mm-hmm. for transness. But I remember I wore makeup. Um, I had like a big, big Afro, but not like, you know, a stereotypical girl style hair. Okay. Um, uh, but not even like a stereotypical of the time boy style hair. Um, I guess that was how I kind of got away with it. Cause I was pretty scared. I wasn't like gonna just like be as flamboyant as I wanted to be. Um, even at the beginning of high school, mm. towards the end, I started not to give a shit, but I really, you know, I didn't know what. I knew there were rules, but I knew that I could skirt around them if I wanted to. What were some of those rules? You know, about a boy dressing like a girl, basically, um, is the way that most people in the town saw it, um, with the makeup and with the clothes. And so I think that was kind of how he saw it. Um, And we never really talked about it. We never really discussed it. We only dated for about two years or so. But he never really spoke about my transness or my femininity. Mm. And I thank him for that because he didn't say anything negative about it. But I also, um, I guess I would have liked to know how he felt about it. And probably that would have helped our relationship if we discussed it. You've never reached out to be like, how'd you feel about all that? No. Uh, I reached out about uh, two years or so after we broke up. And we rekindled a sort of friendship. And then right after that, I ended up moving to the city. So there was no real talk about how he felt about the actual relationship. I do wonder how he felt about it. Mm. So, yeah. What were some of these other unspoken rules in your, where you grew up? Mm. Well, there was a definite uh, segregation. Not, there's a definite part of town where white people lived and there's mm-hmm. definitely part of town where black people lived because like the school is on my school was on the white where the white people lived it was kind of I, I can't even describe the way that i felt dressing sort of like this but like you can imagine it pretty dull down leaving my home on the black side of town and getting pretty much just like people coming out of their like out of their windows just like what the fuck are you doing and then going on the other side of town and literally having the same thing like people coming out like out of like people just screaming out of their car just like what what do you do like what the fuck it was insane but like everybody being unified in their dislike against what i was doing solidified to me that like it didn't matter right. like they're gonna talk shit they're gonna not like this no matter what, unless I literally change who I am, like the essence of who I am, they're not going to like me. So I might as well just do what I'm going to do. 
blacks and whites. Yeah. They didn't they both didn't want fucks with you for the same reason. If yeah. it's almost you temporarily cured racism. Yeah, like they were nature. unified together. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like they just they all wanted me to fuck off. And I realized that like I gotta tell them to that they need to fuck off. I gotta tell them that like I'm gonna do whatever I want and do it. Was your ex white or black? White. White. He's a cop now. I I just can't believe it. I I I I can't believe I didn't can't no. Tell me what was so not copy about him then? He was very copy. I'm not gonna sit here and like lie that he wasn't copy then. He was copy then. I think that's maybe why I liked him. Mm. Because I'm like this, you know, gross stoner person, and I guess I like a little structure sometimes. And yet, at the same time, you're both breaking multiple of these unspoken rules. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not... (laughs) We definitely bonded in our trauma from doing this, doing whatever we wanted, while people told us we shouldn't. Uh, And people knew. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I thank him for that. He didn't... He didn't seem to give a shit. None of that seemed to factor into him about us. Did y'all face any consequences for y'all's relationship? No, not really. We were afraid of his parents. I was afraid of my parents, but both were fine. Both knew of our sexuality, just Mm. not the relationship. I mean, they were fine. It was, we had both, I guess, primed them enough, you know, to where... It wasn't anything to worry about. And it gave us really the, well, at least me, it gave me the strength to really start transitioning after that relationship was done. Mm-hmm. Because I felt, I don't know, I felt emboldened by the fact that someone could like me, even in that state. So I was like, okay, so I don't feel bad about this state, but I do want to change it. So I should. You also survived that step. Right. It's like, could I survive the next step? Correct. And by state, do you mean like, again, you're describing like, presenting really femme but not like full-blown girl so to speak yeah because i knew that i was i knew that i was dulling it yeah i was like no you need to put on makeup but like i'm gonna have the hair it's not gonna be fully femme and i might wear girly clothing but androgynous yeah yeah just so i can deny if i wanted to and you know i'm just really cool yeah i'm I'm, (laughs) like a really cool person yeah this is what they're doing in new york exactly (laughs) and even then there was a lot of there's a lot of um small theaters so i would say that i'm you know going to musical theater practice or something like Mm -hmm. that when they're early in the early times sure but meanwhile he gets kind of this out of like i mean did he like did did he consider himself gay at the time yeah 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 does he still know I don't know. Oh, I haven't reached so the, once I saw the cop thing. I was, him next? Yeah, yeah. and come on in. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, just um, you know, it's it's because like he also gets to skirt the rules by like, well, because like, you know, I mean, he was he using like he him pronouns for you mm-hmm. at the time, so like he in his head is probably going like, yeah, but like he's kind of like really femme, right? So like you're both trying to find ways to like have excuses for other people, yeah, which exactly. just sounds so exhausting for a fucking teenager. Yeah, and a teenager just trying to like. You know, be together and hang out and occasionally kiss a little bit. That's all yeah. we wanted to do. That's it. And it was so stressful, so much pressure. But I guess that's that's the way it works. Well, how'd you escape to New York? Hmm. Well, I... Oh, that's funny. I saved up money from Tumblr, being a <laughs> Tumblr girl. I realized that it was like I could just use that seven fifty an hour that the retails go so graciously giving me and then save it save that or use that and then 
this like 20 bucks I'm getting for each set from these guys, I could save that for my New York trip. And it within like a year or so, I didn't have like, you know, I wasn't like 3000 in, but I had like $900, which for me was enough. To, to move to New York? Yeah. Lady. $900, I think, was enough to move to New York in like 1978. Yeah. Is, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how the hell did you get here with 900 bucks in your pocket? <laughs> so I had friends, thank God, friends that already lived here. And I felt like I knew, or at least I felt like I would be able to make enough or keep continuously making enough with the sex work. If I put my mind into it, because mm. I knew there was more money into it than I was actually getting out of it. But I knew that I had to like be on it. I had to do the promo and I had to make sure that I am actually doing all of the sexy things that people, you know, would want to see. And I'd have to have time to do that. So mm. that's when I realized that like, okay, while quitting a job is probably the scariest thing someone can do, that free time that it frees up is so much time to do something else. And how long did it take for you to move to New York to be like really self-sustaining on the, on the sex work? It took me up until COVID was really when I streamlined it. That was really when I felt like I figured out a little bit of a formula mm-hmm. with my stuff because when COVID happened, I really was at home at the computer all the time. So I really had to make sure that I like did it right. Or at least did it to, like, my heart's content. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to make sure I could see everything. I could see, you know, the dick light, the dick at all times. Um, so, yeah, COVID was really kind of what set me there. Mm. You know? Okay. And what about, like, your once you moved to New York, your sex and dating life here? Mm-hmm. What does that become? What does that end up being like? You You left the South where you had this formative relationship where you're breaking rules and you're getting around things and there's nobody to bang down there you're Mm -hmm. jacking off with strangers on tumblr because that's like (laughs) better than driving 200 miles for you know mediocre dick or whatever and so much better what what was it like when you get here um well the dick is so much better here i've had a lot more sex sex capades here but i don't know like i'm not there's something about me to where I can't like fuck someone I meet meet at the bar. Mm-hmm. I can't fuck someone I like meet at the club. I've gotta like. God, I'm so hard to fuck. I'm not an easy person to have sex with. <laughs> Why it's is just, that? Because I, I guess I have a lot of. I'm a little high maintenance, perhaps. How so? I don't like a lot of sex. I like to just sort of uh, once in a blue moon. We fuck after not talking to you for a while. Oh, God. I'm just going to, I'm afraid to sound like a. What are you afraid to sound like? Like a. Someone that just. Like a floozy? (laughs) Yeah, like a floozy. You're on the man whore podcast. This is a safe couch. Yeah. I am a bit of a floozy, I suppose. Um, I just. I don't date. I like to have sex once in a blue moon, but I don't date. Well, then what is your sexual outlet? Like, if you're like, okay, I only like the fuck 
once in a while like what is you being sexual with do you like to be sexual with another person but it's just not like fucking or is it you're mostly solo like what's i'm mostly solo i mostly just jack off okay like i guess i kind of got into the habit in rural south you know i just kind of found the fun of jacking off Mm -hmm. and i just kind of kept doing it so right now when if it's not like the same person i just am not having casual sex Mm. so you don't even like to like jack off with somebody that would be fun what do you mean would be is is that not a thing you do no no i wish it was but no okay (laughs) no but it would be fun i would totally do that if someone suggested that to me Mm -hmm. you were in rural south and part of the reason you got so into jacking off or jacking off with people like virtually was proximity Mm -hmm. and like scarcity so you moved to new york where there's plenty of dick and like you can get plenty of dick if you wanted to or Mm -hmm. whatever gentile you want right like you could hook up if you want to but you don't seem too much Mm -hmm. um you shoot some partnered content but it's kind of work so again we come back to like loneliness like do you have regular sexual partners that make you feel a little less lonely i do i have one okay uh just the one really mm. i wish i had more but just the one gotcha yeah do you feel less lonely here than back in the south oh 200 percent. okay 200 percent. i felt like the loneliness that uh was attributed to back in the south had to do with a lot with friends with as well mm-hmm. i wasn't meeting a lot of people i was meeting a lot of people who didn't want to pursue me sexually that's that's to say that i was i wasn't meeting a lot of people in general yeah and there were a a few people who wanted to pursue me sexually who I wasn't really into. And, but like, and we've already talked about the sensibilities of where you were. Correct. Yeah. So, but to actually meet friends and meeting people that like, just want to hang out and are like me queer and, you know, sex positive. It was hard. That didn't happen. That was like, you know, I met one person out of however many, like my entire life that I was there. But you found friends here in New York. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I found such a strong community that just was not there in any way back in the South. Um, and for that, I'm incredibly thankful. And I, you know, make out with my friends all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got this one friend that I actually knew in the South. Mm-hmm. And that's where I knew him from. And God, I want to eat his ass so bad. <laughs> and I haven't told him. I've never told him that ever. Unless he's listening now. Right now. Then he he might put I together. Would eat the fuck out of your ass. If Do you, you want to give him like right a little now. hint over who he might be? Like a, a, a script, a something? Uh, you're a little nerdy and you've got a big giant ass and you wear glasses. Um, have you gotten any feedback about your uh, appearance on Hot House? I've gotten a little bit. Yeah? Like what? Some things. Some guys tell me that they saw me on Hot House and would love to S my D. Oh. <laughs> now, do you show your D on Hot House? There actually is. Uh, is there nudity? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, um, they don't censor the nudity. And we did like we jumped in the pool after one night and I jumped in naked. So, yeah, my dick's on full display there. <laughs> really? Yeah. For just three ninety nine a month? <laughs> yeah. OutTV.com. What a deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see it all folks see it all have you met up or hung out with any of the other uh people in the house since then yeah me and austin hang out all the time okay yeah they live out in la 
And okay. I had to go out there for a lot of work. And I've stayed with him and hung out with him for like the last four months consistently. And y'all haven't still haven't shot anything together? No. No. Austin. Really Austin. Austin, if you're hearing this. Stop being so lame. Yeah, let's shoot something. Shoot something. What do you want to shoot with them? Like if you had you had your druthers about it. You get to choose exactly what type of scene you're going to do. What do you want to shoot with Austin before we go? I really like emo boys. Really emo, <clears throat> punky boys. So I'd really like to dress Austin up like a little skater boy with the giant belt and the, what else, you know, backwards cap. Mm-hmm. You know, all the things that skater boys have. And, you know, fuck him silly. That's, that's my, that's my, uh, dream content to make with austin austin there you go you heard it <laughs> so i hope I me mean, i hope you heard it and if you did you two should shoot it yeah austin make your dreams come true me. or or be like okay by counter with then we also have to do for me we gotta do <laughs> and you do their scene that they really want you to do we can get two scenes do you know how much people would pay austin so much money so much I'm glad that I could be facilitating at the end of this episode. Um, really just a conversation between you two via the podcast. Uh, so I'm really... <laughs> the person that may or may not be there. Austin better be listening at this point. Vanille, where can people go to find you, follow you, jack off to your work? Nice. You can follow me at Vanille, V-A-N-N-I-A-L-L-L on Twitter. And you can find me at Vanille, just V-A-N-N-I-A-L-L. That's two L's instead of three. Um, on OnlyFans. And, you know, subscribe, see what all the hubbub is, is about, and judge for yourself if it's a big dig or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vanille, this was great. It was very fun. It's been wonderful to meet you. Uh, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Oh, wasn't that fun? The best place to share your thoughts on this week's show is in the episode discussion channel in the Champagne Room, our Discord server. At the end of these episodes, I have been reading uh, embarrassing sex stories from uh, from last month when I was asking y'all for your embarrassing sex stories. Uh, this is the last one. I'm going to read one more of them at the end of this little thing right here. Just give me a minute, but I'm going to read uh, <laughs> one more embarrassing story from the Cap'n a.k.a. Captain Funkasaurus, one of the MVPs in the Champagne Room. But we do hope that you will join us in there. There's a link in the show notes where you can go to manwhorepod.com slash discord. Hey, quick question. If we were in a bar or like a coffee shop and you saw me and you were like, oh my God, I think, is that Billy Prece- He doesn't look like the picture. Yeah, no, they, I thought the hair was going to be a little fuller and it's a little... You know, okay, like he mostly looks like him, but the body, you know, I know he talks badly about his body, but Jesus, God, come on. You know, it's like if you if you saw me and you were going to come up to me and say hello, like, would you offer to buy me a tea or buy me a beer or depending on what you thought about how I looked in real life of gym membership, uh, would you do that? There's no need to wait till we happen to be in the same geographical location. You can virtually buy me a drink. When you become a member of my Patreon community, you get a slew of great rewards, bonus content, extra access, and the satisfaction of supporting an independent content creator. No need to wait. Buy me a drink, so to speak, today at patreon.com slash podcast, or download the Patreon app and find me on there. You know, you can find all this stuff and stuff I'm not even saying right now in the show notes. When was the last time I plugged my uh, my TikTok handle, right? 
Show notes, people. Everything you could possibly need. $5 and up fan whores on Patreon tomorrow getting a bonus episode. I'm calling it the Big Dick bonus episode because it's all about Vanille and her great big schlong. Uh, that <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's all I can say. Uh, but Billy talks about someone's cock a lot. And you'll only hear it on Patreon. Anyways, everyone, I do hope you will join us in the champagne room. I'm going to read an embarrassing sex story. Thanks for tuning in this week. Here comes here comes uh, a little something. I was friends with benefits with this girl who had some issues, namely that she wanted to honk my donk when I was in town. I was there to visit friends, and after an entire day of walking around in the summer heat, she wanted to see me. So after I got a hold of her, it was uh, apparently late, and we did this dance of, uh, well, like, I, I can come over if you want, but we don't have to. Uh, oh, I want you to, but don't, don't want you to feel obligated. Ugh, I should have given up, but damn it, I'm not one to give up on the opportunity of blowing Captain Puddin in the back of a lady's throat. So I headed over there, without realizing it was an hour away. I should mention I drove six hours that day, and I was running on less sleep than that over the course of about three days, needless to say. I was desperate as usual. So we finished this stupid dance of, well, maybe, but I don't know, with a woman, I'm almost there. That's when she gets the idea that she should shower and put on makeup. And I'm thinking, she really doesn't know how little I expect. And then I realized I haven't had a shower in probably close to 48 hours. So I got a little worried and decided to stop off at a gas station for necessary things. Nail clippers, deodorant, a bottle to piss in for driving. They didn't have a bathroom at the gas station, dude. You could just done it the normal way. Uh... <laughs> and a box of latex offensive linemen for baby batter. Then somehow I get a conscience and realize I feel bad for her taking a shower. So drastic action was taken. I asked where the bathroom was. Oh, now you do. And proceeded inside, where I washed my junk off in the sink. Now, as a visual aid, the sink was literally five feet high and in full glorious view of whoever opened the door. So I had to try and wet the junk soap and lather the junk, then rinse the junk with no one seeing the lack of glory I like to call Commander Bismarck. This is easier said than done, since I realize that the first two steps are fairly easy, but then I realize that rinsing this bastard is requiring more work than I bargained for. I'm trying to hurry up by splashing what feels like glacier water onto my power bar, which is reduced to nearly an eighth of its normal size due to the awkwardness and sub-zero wetness that is occurring. Sure, that's why, Cap. Sure. I got it to a reasonable luster and sheen, then walked out. Using the bag, I had all my purchased items in to cover up the obvious wet spot I had from hosing down the Master of Ceremonies area. So I'm extremely tired, mostly dirty, hungry, and now wet. When I finally arrive at her place, I call her, and she says, So my parents are home, but they're asleep. Oh! What? As though I'm supposed to go inside and fuck in the family room. Turns out, this is not far from the truth. She asks, Oh, were we not doing it here? And I immediately thought, I haven't even seen you naked in the light. I'm nowhere near ready to meet your parents while I'm inside you. That might be a little extreme, dude. I would trust her judgment if she says, hey, we can bang in the family room quietly. Maybe bang in the family room quietly. Come on, what's the worst case scenario? A good story? 
depending on if it's a red state or a blue state. Actually, you know what? Someone might, you know, shoot you in the face because they're like, you're in my driveway or my daughter. So that's fair. So I told her that, uh, no, we would not be doing things within earshot of her parents. I'm pushing 30, damn it. So she gets in the car and starts talking about there's nowhere to go that's dark enough. To which I promptly found a corner of the neighborhood that had not a single light on anywhere. Pitch black. This was greeted by, there's people in there. Oh, what the hell? How does someone block out the fact that there's parents in the next room? But oh, lordy, lordy, there's 85 people with telescopes out in their front lawns hoping to catch a glimpse of a couple fucking in a rental car. I said, fuck it. Let's go back to your place. Because... Now it wasn't about getting off gracefully and politely. It wasn't even about getting off like a boss. It was about getting off like the boulder from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Big, fast, hard, and with John Williams conducting a horn section. Oh man, this dude's like comedically after my heart. Do you want to write for me? Okay, so we get to her place and proceed to nearly fucking tiptoe across her front lawn. I was starting to get really annoyed at the entire situation. Blaming myself for the lack of planning and for her for the lack of transparency when she made the most glorious suggestion ever. We can use the backyard. Terrific. Uh, I'm supposed to be a mature adult. And here I am about to do her in her backyard where her parents' windows is less than 20 feet away. Oh, and it gets better. She says, you can sit on the workout bench we have if you don't want to stand. I'm about ready to cry at this point. I felt bad enough for her that I baptized my holy rod of pounding in the blessed fountain of 7-Eleven pond scum. And now I'm about to sit bare ass naked on a workout bench where her dad probably dropped back hair and sweat at some point. Long story short, she went leech on my power pole, which lasted for about four minutes. Thank the maker. I was still reeling from just got some afterglow when I heard footsteps. Coming from the fucking house out the door. I immediately activated beast mode and attempted to run and jump the fence like an Edgar Wright movie to hide from the dad-like predator that was sure to kill me after he saw his non-angel of a daughter wiping off Cap and Joy from her lips. Turns out it was just her dog. Uh, she brushed off my panic with, It's only my dog. <laughs> I was halfway across the yard, running with my pants around my ankles like a damn penguin trying to avoid danger, and oh, it's not a big deal. I may have decided that seeing someone after driving across state lines shouldn't be done on a whim after that. Pro tip. If you drive a rental car with cruise control for more than three hours a night, you are legally allowed to masturbate in 47 states. Whoreheads, I have not fact-checked that statement, so take it with a grain of pudding. Thanks, Cap'n. Everybody else, stay slutty.